Manna or Meatloaf, episode 25, Grounding Rocks. Hello, hello. So this week is going to be really fun, and I hope you find a lot of takeaways from the content this week, things that you can apply in your daily lives. So have you ever wondered what all the hype about grounding is? Is it just for the soulful folk that do nothing but organic, intentional, mindful thinking and feeling? That, my friends, would be a big old negatory. (laughs) There are an awfully lot of holistic people that practice daily grounding And guess what? I try to be one of them too, although those daily efforts get very sidetracked sometimes. I strive to be very balanced with one foot in modern medicine, hence the marriage to a doctor, as well as being centered in the very holistic, natural way of healing our bodies and minds, hence the foot zoning for 20 years. The thing I love about the concept of grounding is that it just makes sense. It works. And there is just enough scientific backing to make it interesting enough to add it to our already busy days. Grounding is sometimes interchangeable with centering ourselves, or another term sometimes is called earthing, but I want to talk about all kinds of practical pointers about grounding, or the basics. The first thing you have to understand is that grounding has more to do with the energy field around us. We know that the human body creates energy and that we're surrounded by electromagnetic fields, right? Well, if you don't know this, you might be interested in the November 3rd, 2017 edition of Forbes magazine. There's an article called How the Human Body Creates Electromagnetic Fields, and it explains it in detail about how these electromagnetic fields work. Jack Fraser, who teaches master's physics at the University of Oxford, states, quote, Not only is it possible that the human body creates EM fields, it is the only way you can possibly exist as a coherent entity. You are an electric field, a giant electric field which holds your atoms together and which uses other electric fields to talk to other bits of yourself, end quote. Now that you know that, you'll better understand that the concept of grounding basically uses the earth, which is a ginormous magnet, to draw you or any negative charges you're carrying toward it. If you remove the barriers between you and the earth, for example, your shoes, or some, emphasis on some of your clothing, (laughs) the theory is that the Earth's magnet will connect with our electromagnetic energy field, pulling us toward it, and kind of anchoring us there, and pulling all the negativity in us out and into the Earth, where, like electricity, it can be safely discharged without harm. Much of the practice comes from the works of a man named Clint Ober, who just happened to work with a cable company. He equated the human body to that of a cable used to transmit cable TV signals. He saw that when cables were grounded to the earth, the interference of the signal was almost eliminated. He found this to be very similar to the grounding of the human body. Isn't that interesting? You know that when they build a house, they ground all the wires from appliances or electrical devices, right? Those grounding wires take the electricity that has built up during the malfunction like a power surge and sends it outside of your home back into the ground as a safe way to discharge excess electricity. 
Oh, sounds super scientific, doesn't it? Well, you've got to know by now I'm not a master in physics. Surprise, surprise. But I can read. And what limited scientific data they do have on grounding indicates that statistics show lower blood pressure, slower heart rates, an increase in the endorphins that help calm and improve mood, lessened anxiety, and an overall feeling of well-being when people practice grounding. Simply put, grounding is a great way of building connections with the earth and our human and divine centers. Ooh, doesn't that sound good? So that's why I've recommended it for years. Even if I play devil's advocate and question its efficacy, which I don't, you still get to get outside. Hello, and you get a great dose of vitamin D. You still get to breathe unfiltered air, natural air, stabilize yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually. And let's face it, it just plain feels good. So, what do you have to lose? Many people who practice grounding also employ other modalities to increase its effectiveness, such as guided imagery, for example. Can you imagine, as you're standing barefoot outside on the grass, that roots are slowly making their way from the bottom of your feet into the soil below you? See them clearly in your mind. Can you imagine those roots anchoring you deeper and deeper into the earth? Can you feel the cool grass between your toes? Can you feel a connection to the earth as you mentally force those roots in even deeper? If so... You just practiced guided imagery. You can also include other sensory stimulation. There's a method out there called the 54321 of grounding. So what you do is while you're outside standing barefoot again in the grass or on the dirt in the garden wherever, I need to also mention that you can lay directly on the ground, pull up your pant legs or wear shorts and pull up those long sleeves so as much as your physical body can touch the earth. That's very helpful. Anyway, look around and find five things you can see with your eyes. Now look at the details. Focus and notice those movements, their colors, the unique beauty and their individual size and shape. Lose yourself in the wonder that you're seeing with those eyes. Now, find four things you can feel. The grass between your toes, the sun on your face. Try to turn all of your other senses off and just feel. Next is three things you can hear. The soft melody of a far-off bird, perhaps, or the subtle sound of shimmering leaves from a quaking aspen tree. Listen intently. Again, try to turn off all your other senses. You will be amazed at how your hearing seems to become superhuman. Find two things now that you can smell. Flowers in all their varieties, fresh alfalfa cut from the field next to you, sagebrush, or maybe even cinnamon rolls wafting from an open window in your kitchen. And finally, one thing you can taste. Is it that leftover hint of cinnamon roll you just had? Or the water you're drinking during this experience? Whatever it is, taste it fully. Let it linger. Those are the five, four, three, two, ones. This exercise is wonderful practice in being fully present. It's also a great way to promote homeostasis, which, if you remember, is balance within the elements of a system. And in regards to our body's homeostasis, that's when our bodies are most likely to heal.
Other ways to ground yourself include focusing on the physical, emotional, and spiritual elements of our lives while engaging in whatever grounding methods you like. For example, while hiking or enjoying nature, count your heartbeats, breathe deeply, Use essential oils or move your body in rhythm and tap. That's a science unto itself, so you'll have to research that one. For mental grounding, repeat positive affirmations. Have an internal dialogue with yourself. Sing or write to process emotion, and maybe even while you're soaking in the tub. As for the spiritual aspect, sing hymns, read your scriptures, serve, show love, and keep a gratitude journal, among other things. So as I focused a lot on grounding lately, it reminds me just of how horribly I've done at maintaining this practice in my own life. Unfortunately, I, like many, have let my busyness get in the way of this daily, weekly, oh, let's just be honest, even monthly habit. But you can be assured I'm totally going to revisit grounding because I think the more crazy and out of control our lives and the lives around us become, the more important it is to intentionally center ourselves. Don't you? So I asked my family what made them feel grounded for some practical ideas, and they were, as always, very helpful. So I'm going to share those tips with you. So my eternal boyfriend, Doug, said that being on the river made him feel grounded. For Austin, it was his kiddos, his wife, and hunting and fishing in the outdoors. Bee had a trick that made me want to try it myself. She said she felt very grounded when she nestled into the bend in her sectional sofa so that it felt like it was hugging her and then covered up with a weighted blanket. She also loved soaking in a warm tub. Heather said walking or running outside, taking a bath, and writing in her journal to process emotion. That's actually such a wonderful and really effective trick to grounding as well. So good point. Drake said listening to music, especially music from his time as a missionary for the church. Mitch pointed out the obvious, deep breathing, hello, one of the best ways to master feeling centered and grounding yourself. He added that accomplishing something or being productive always puts you on a good note, and I loved that as well. Abby was swamped with work, so I didn't get a note from her, but Kyle said family made him feel grounded. It was as simple as that. Don't you love that? Allie gave another thumbs up for a warm bathtub, but just as I was taking her to the airport to send her and that darling son of hers back to California to their home and their hubby, we passed the temple. We were driving through and she yelled, Mom, stop! I want to touch the temple. Now, I've told my kids from the time they were young that when you touch the temple, the temple would touch you. I honestly can't even remember where I heard that. I know I should be quoting it. But needless to say, she jumped out of the car, walked right past a wedding party that was taking pictures, and touched the temple for a few seconds. When she got back in the car, she said, That's it, Mom. That grounded me instantly. Oh, I love that. There are a lot of things that I do when I'm anxious or stressed or just feeling disconnected. One trick is with rocks. Now, as we know, stones obviously come from the earth. The earth is made up in part of stones or rocks, right? That's why there's such a large market and a lot of accuracy in the power of crystals and other precious stones. They have energy. I found a smooth, dark, black river rock in, it was in actually the flower bed of a hospital during a very difficult surgery that my dad was having. I knew it was for me. Don't worry, I asked before I took it home. 
And I've used it many times for the energy I feel when I need an added measure of connection, for example. It also calms me when I rub my hands and fingers across it. I've used it countless times when zoning my family members. We'll bounce back to that special rock in just a minute. But my surefire, fail-proof way to ground myself instantly is to pray. When I connect myself to God and intentionally drive those roots of my divine nature toward my Father in heaven, grounding them in Him, I feel instantly anchored. Much like the grounding wire, when I turn to Him through my Savior Jesus Christ in prayer, I can release all those negative feelings, the disappointment, discouragement, and frustrations. But unlike the earth that will just absorb those things within the construct of grounding methods, letting those feelings go and sharing them with God allows Him the opportunity to replace those negative and hurt feelings with hope, happiness, peace of mind, and healing. There is just so much power in grounding ourselves in the gospel and grounding ourselves in God. Now, back to that rock I mentioned just seconds ago. I find it so interesting that grounding is done to build and increase connections with the earth and connect and build peace and centeredness within ourselves. And in the scriptures, we're told to ground or build ourselves upon the rock, which is our Redeemer, which is truly the only way to remain grounded and safe from the storms of life. Is it any wonder that when we ground ourselves with Him, we are deepening those roots and building those connections with the very person who created the earth? I hope that makes sense to you. I found it really profound. We can read that in Helaman 5.12, where, if you remember, Helaman was counseling his sons. He says, quote, And now, my sons, remember, remember that it is upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, that ye must build your foundation, that when the devil shall send forth his mighty winds, yea, his shafts in the whirlwind, yea, when all his hail and his mighty storm shall beat upon you, it shall have no power over you to drag you down to the gulf of misery and endless woe, because of the rock upon which ye are built, which is a sure foundation, a foundation whereon, if men build, they cannot fall." End quote. Now there's something to ground ourselves to. Elder Neil L. Anderson gave a talk before his call to the Twelve. His devotional at the LDS Business College was on being solidly grounded in times of spiritual tornadoes, and he quoted Elder Neil A. Maxwell as he said, quote, To weather these storms in this environment, the Lord has instructed us by His prophets that we must become grounded, rooted, established, and settled in spiritual things, end quote. See Ephesians 3.17, 1 Peter 5.10, and Colossians 1, verse 23. I absolutely love those words, especially in conjunction with what we're trying to do by grounding ourselves, and especially in how to do that with spiritual matters, such as having our testimonies and faith grounded in Christ. It's a really, really good talk, and it was given in August 9th of 1951. It's an oldie but a goodie. You should give it a read. So my invitation to you this week is to first ask yourself the question, what makes you feel grounded? What makes you feel centered and balanced, whole and solid? Can you focus on doing those things more? 
And can you incorporate even more of the principles that might increase your ability to feel grounded? If grasped and understood, it can really truly bring on an entirely new way to meditate and unwind, de-stress, and process emotions. We're all familiar with a vision board, right? In fact, I'd be willing to bet that many of you have even made them. So why not collect pictures of things that ground you? Save them on your phone, perhaps. Make them your new screensaver. Print them off and put them on your bedroom window, your fridge door, maybe the sun visor in your car. Vision boards help us remember what we're working toward. Isn't that true? Why not have a go-to board that helps keep us focused on the important things that keep us grounded? Ooh, I think that sounds like fun. So one last thought. I saw a funny picture of how a mom grounded her kids. And it showed that, you know, that little two-pronged electric plug, the thing that's at the end of any electrical device, and they have the little holes on those prongs. And through the little holes in the prongs, there was a small padlock arm running through them so that it was locked and it couldn't be plugged in. Now, while that's probably how she was grounding them as a consequence for bad behavior, I thought it was profound that those kids were probably much more grounded in the sense that we're discussing as a result of being unplugged. It's such an oxymoron, isn't it? That we feel like being on our phones and being connected to social media, our emails and the internet somehow makes us feel a sense of connection when in reality, it is exactly the opposite. Unplugging digitally helps you feel more grounded in the important things, the things that are bigger than ourselves, that help us feel more centered, things that my family pointed out, things like nature, water, eternal families, relationships, health, our faith, and our God, who says in Doctrine and Covenants 6, verse 34, quote, Therefore, fear not, little flock, do good, let earth and hell combined against you, for if ye are built upon my rock, they cannot prevail, end quote. And on that note, I want you to rock on, my friends, and happy grounding. I hope you have a phenomenal 